How long does the Christmas tree stay up? Till whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I want Final Five. <laughs> and I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the Final Five. Uh, so now that we've uh, said Final Five more times than anyone should say Final Five, uh, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone up to? Uh, Brett, seeing as you're poorly and sleepy, what have you been up to? <laughs> success yes i will try and i will try and turn it on for you steve uh it's been a week in terms of getting projects done Uh, i helped ben with a recycled guitar if anybody saw any of his stories um for the last i'd say week and a half he's been cutting up blending and then melting down a guitar body mm. using the old Home Depot buckets and HDPE stuff. Uh, similar, actually, he was he was looking at a lot of the brothers make videos to get a bit of advice and tutelage. Um, it turned out pretty well. I mean, it kind of plays up the idea that it's made from recycled, effectively garbage. Yeah, um, because some of the back of the guitar is definitely uh, quite chunky and unmelted. <laughs> uh, I got it to make noise, which I haven't wired up a guitar in a few years, so it felt like a bit of an achievement just going, hey, I soldered a few wires together <laughs> and played through an amp. Uh, aside from that, I went over to Mike's and did a little bit of work with him. Um, I'm still concepting a couple of other build ideas, Steve, one of which is a proper post vice situation because i officially ripped it out of the wall the other day or like (laughs) two weeks ago um but i i got a kind of permanent loan swage block from the gentleman that i'm doing the uh, fossil project with and so i want to be able to do a combo between the two almost like the striking anvil uh post vice combo you see and i'm just trying to work out a little bit of the uh detail work in terms of how it'll fit in my tiny shop and how I can get it to be very secure because the worst thing about post vice stands is that if they are not bolted, they just tip over the minute you put any kind of torque on them. Yep. So uh, I've been working on that. Uh, I got a little sick yesterday or I, I felt a bit sickly yesterday over at Mike's. Yeah. And for I don't know maybe ten minutes it didn't really affect me I went oh man I just I don't feel too well but I haven't I haven't actually felt ill or sick in a very long time so it was a bit confusing and then my brain clicked and went oh no like it could be bad this could be a bad thing yeah uh, so I came back took the temperature no fever no nothing but I did sleep for a few hours yesterday and woke up pretty lethargic this morning. So apologies in advance if I'm a bit slower than usual because I'm not feeling super great right now. uh, Having like the fact that you actually made jokes last week, you're going to have a lot of people just... Maybe that was it. Maybe it it took it out of you. (laughs) (laughs) It was all I had Um, to give, guys. Yeah. Uh, With the post-vice thing, if you want to have it 
uh, not bolted down, but secure as possible. Um, something that I've seen a few people do is basically mount it uh, on like a massive disc of plate. So as much plate as you can get that will fit through the shop door, like a uh, <laughs> circle of that. Uh, if you can weld it onto that, it just it means that then you can stand on the plate whilst you're wrenching on it. Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't go straight over. But I realize that's not always practical, especially in a small shop. Yeah, I think what we're going to end up doing is uh, recessing a piece of steel into the floor. Yeah. So that there's not an exposed plate. And what I'll do is put a couple of pinholes or bolt, bolt holes in that. As long as I have two points of contact, I should be able to just kind of swing it over, you know, put it away when it's done and I'm not using it. But if I can just swing it out enough to maybe have a full circle yeah. around it, I should be able to pin it to the floor. It'll stop with any of the the torque from when I'm twisting because it turns out I'm doing a lot of twisting and torquing. Yeah. Twerking. Twerk. Twerking. Twerk. 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 Yes. Nice. But good shout, Steve. I mean, if I had a big piece of plate, I might as well just do that. And uh, we're, we still haven't started building, so who knows? <laughs> cool. Uh, Go on, well, then. Sorry, sorry you're uh, poorly, but other than yeah. that, it sounds like it's been a, a kind of pretty good week, all in all. Yeah, uh, it's all right. I am... Um, I, I only ever see anything from the Maker Ranch on Jesse's stories because nobody else have ever seems to come up in the... I only ever seem to watch the first, like, five lots of stories before I get bored and then, like, go on to doing something else. And Ben's... I don't think I've ever seen Ben's stories on my thing. And yours have stopped appearing recently. So I think I need to go and kick the Insta algorithm to show me more people again i i, I haven't been posting a lot steve <laughs> <laughs> okay then uh al what about you what have you been doing my little munchkin friend you're muted well, <laughs> <I am>. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's just, now he's just gone uh oh did he bring props today i think he's <laughs> 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 oh my god that's fucking oh brilliant. my god so as that was the fucking catchphrase of last year i had to actually make a you're on mute prop for work <laughs> so when you're on like zoom or slack conference calls with dozens of people all yeah. in different buildings you know all with different levels of attention um i actually just had to make a sign saying you're on mute to hold up um uh, a similar vein to Brett, um, I've not been too uh, too well this week. Um, I don't know why. I've put my back out, um, and it it's u- usually when I get a bad back, it's like the start of me getting flu. Yeah, like that's that's my like my first symptom. It'll be like bad back, and then all the other like generic symptoms of flu. Um, so I've either put it out or I've caught something. Um, Again, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't know how because I've not been out of the house <laughs> or seen anyone or touched anyone. I've been near any kids, which is usually my yeah. kind of um, default method of, of getting uh, some sort of virus. Um, so literally the past three days, I've just been lying on the floor because my back has been so bad um, and trying to find things that I can do either lying on the floor or just standing up, standing still. Because yeah. um, it doesn't hurt when I stand up <laughs> and it doesn't hurt when I lie on like the solid hardwood floor. Um, so if I, if my battery wasn't dead on my laptop, I would be doing this podcast standing up, but I'm not because <laughs> my battery's about to die. Um, 
which is a pain in the fucking ass. Like bad back and bad neck for me are like the two yeah. worst fucking things. They're just so frustrating because no matter how much effort you put into the rest of your body, or yeah. you could be feeling like a million dollars, but just one like inch movement one way or yeah. another, and you're just completely crippled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, it's always frustrating, um, and it's a it's a like a a retrospective look at how grateful you are to be able-bodied and to be genuinely healthy most of the time. Um, yeah. But one thing I was able to do um, in my disposition is um, do some audio recording for the next episode of Dark Star. Yeah. Fuck! I need, I'm going to make a note to do my Shock now. that Steve <laughs> has not <laughs> done it, being that tonight was yeah. the deadline. Um, but knowing Phil, uh, the deadline was probably uh, a made-up one just yeah. to uh, put the fear of um, massive super interstellar <laughs> mythological <laughs> entities into us. Um, I don't know if anyone has had a chance to listen to the to the um, the first two episodes, but it's really enjoyable, uh, really high production level. The the kind of comedy value is ramping up. Uh, the last episode. So introduction of a couple of new characters who you may find familiar. Um, and then this next episode, he's given me like half a dozen different voices to do. So <laughs> it'll be an exercise of like, can you spot which ones are all? Yeah. Um, so I'm just looking forward to having a bit of fun with that. So I managed to get the bulk of that recorded. Um, and that's pretty much all I've been able to do because anything physical is just yeah. completely out the window. Shit. Yeah, I got I to gotta knock mine out like right after this. I got to <laughs> wake up. I was like, okay, I'm going to record it either yesterday or today. And then when I started not feeling well, I was like, okay, okay we'll do it tomorrow <laughs> after the podcast. Wake up feeling like shit. This is going to be a really tired captain this time around. <laughs> I mean, like, last time I was I was experimenting with the voices and like learning what character to do. Yeah. That, that took time. But now that I've I've nailed that and I know what, what voice he wants, Yeah, that's going to be relatively easy. Um, See, I gave him, I gave him like two different recordings. One which was a lot more mellow, just yeah. kind of my normal voice with a little bit of pirate swing <laughs> to it. And then I gave him the other one because I was like, I don't know, maybe you wanted to just be ridiculous. And of course, he chose that one. So yeah. now <laughs> so I'm like, like, yeah. buddy, how are you? you. <laughs> <laughs> the face that went with that as well was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of I have to like force Popeye upon myself. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been having some having some nice um, sort of back and forth with Phil as well. Is is there anything we can do to like elevate the um, the show a little bit more? Because because yeah. initially his intention was that it goes out on YouTube um, and it's he can kind of have a bit of sort of background graphics as you're listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then whether or not that's the best platform for people to listen. Um, yeah. Can, that's you, can you have YouTube of... playing and just have the audio? You know, it gets a bit complicated. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I've been shit at keeping it, like actually listening to it is because if I'm, if I'm in a situation where I'm able to sit down and put YouTube on, then yeah. generally I, if it's just audio, I get too easily distracted and yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so the intent is that we can maybe add in some, some added value to that platform. Yeah. So actually have um, relevant graphics on the screen, mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit of kind of almost like screensaver kind of stuff that's actually related to the episode. And yeah. maybe they're bringing some, um, you know, some illustrations of the ships and like some actual build, some world building. Um, yeah. I think there's there's so much in his head that's around the story yeah. and actually the words. But then if you then bring that to life with like characters and, and you know, just 
environments and stuff. I think I think there's a really rich mine there that that, that yeah um, we can get some wonderful stuff out of. So hopefully, mm-hmm. be helping Phil with that. Nice, mm. sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry. What have you been up to? <laughs> sorry, I, I just didn't know you were going to carry on talking. Um, I'm sorry your Mac's been bad, though. Huh? That's, that's it's just a fucker. It's one of those, like, I, it, I'm, I'm perfectly happy now. Like, yeah. I've got no other symptoms. But, like, if I, <clears throat> like, lean one way or twist one way yeah. or, like, sit on the wrong cushion, it's just, like, fucking hell. I fucking hate that. <laughs> like, the, the last time I did, I put my back out bad was, like, eight years ago or something. And, um... Literally, I was sat on the bed and went to pick up a towel and just <laughs> that was it. My back was fucked. Um, and ever since then, I've been really careful picking up towels. As a, <laughs> it's a very specific <laughs> thing. Yeah. But even like I tried, tried, I went for a walk like earlier today just to get some exercise because I say I've just been like still for two yeah. days. Uh, and like we've had the most snow we've had in years in the UK, yeah. which for the rest of the world is like one inch, but <laughs> to the UK, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's all just completely frozen over. And I was like, you know, 10 yards from my front door, I was like, this is a really bad idea. Yeah. And like every <laughs> every step I was taking was like slipping and like my whole body was just jerking. I was like, fuck, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. Yeah. Um, but you but, need the exercise, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been quite... Uh quite lucky well i've not been lucky it's been shit we haven't had any snow i've been super excited and everyone else has been <laughs> pictures of snow and i've had like some frost that's it no, um, i love it i like it just it coming down and the whole atmosphere changing and the whole like audio spectrum of the world yeah. changing because there's yeah. no more echoes anymore and like lights bouncing off the floor so everything's lit in a totally different way i fucking love it I'm you so brought jealous. that up in an episode that we recorded like a year ago or something about how the Probably snow around this time dampened. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, I had never put it together before that <laughs> everything sounds quieter and there's yeah. not as much echo or open sound yeah, yeah, yeah. because there's fucking snow in the air just dissipating everything. And all the, all the surfaces now, are soft. <laughs> yeah, everything, every time you guys or anybody references how quiet it is in the snow, I'm like, oh. Picture that, that yeah, it's beautiful. Al, Al standing <laughs> out there in the quiet. <laughs> well, plus also like the whole country's on lockdown, so there's there's nobody yeah. around, and I can't hear a thing. So just now's walk, the time to film. The street. Yeah. Twenty twenty nine days later, thirty <laughs> yeah. days later. Um, but Go yeah, on, no, Steve. Yeah, I so yeah, I have no had no snow. I've just had grey frost and shit. Um, but I have been doing lots of exercise stuff. Um, yeah, having Ben here has been really good because he's doing his, uh, like waking up at 6, 6.30 every morning and doing like an Instagram, like a very quick Instagram live where he hydrates and does a bit of, does uh, like breathing exercises and stuff like that. Um, so I've been getting up around the same sort of time occasionally when I can manage it. <laughs> but a few late nights this week. Um, but uh yeah, getting up and, do- and doing that and doing like a, a bit of a morning workout, um, which has been super nice, really good to kind of start the day off feeling energetic and enthused and energized and other words that begin with E. Um, so, yeah, that was re- that's been really good. Uh, what else have I done? I haven't, it's just been we've been at work. It's oh, we built, <laughs> we built a pod. Um, so those of you that have been to the workshop, we've got. 
you'll know that you go into the the main workshop you walk in through the kitchen and then go into either the teaching area or the main workshop and we've essentially copy and pasted the kitchen over to the other side of the teaching workshop so we've got rid of two of the forges um and built this enclosed area there um with the idea being that's going to be where pan production um takes place from now on uh so next this this week um we're going to be sorting the electrics out and getting that done uh and then moving all the equipment in and like building new work tables and workbenches and stuff um that are like designed specifically for the task in hand so i've got to kind of think about the the process and the flow of pan production a little bit and figure out exactly where i want everything and we want to make sure that it's it's a big enough space that we can have two people in there working at a time um Mm -hmm. because this year we need to kind of up production a little bit more and it can't just be me doing all the pans um so yeah that was really good uh especially because it was uh the three of us me joe and jimmy kind of all getting to work together and like quite often in the workshop because we're all working on separate things we um we tend to have uh headphones in and we don't talk much throughout the day other than like during coffee breaks and stuff like that um mm-hmm. but the last well the the especially the beginning of the week where we were all three of us all working on the same thing all together and having to constantly talk meant that nobody had any headphones on which meant that it was just constant fucking insults and calling each other names and shouting at one another and blaming each other for stupid shit like it joe would knock a hammer off the top of the uh wall and then it would be that would be jimmy's fault and it was just it was really really good fun it was it just reminded me exactly of why i like working in a workshop environment where you can just fuck about the whole time but still get the job done um so yeah that was good uh we also discovered that i am fucking awful at maths and measuring and figuring out uh where things have to go so it was a great idea for me to be the one that was in charge of the design of the whole thing. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I've been, I've, I've had a, a nice little side project on the go. I'm creating a new playlist and it's, it's really fun because I'd forgotten like, yeah, you know how easy it is. Work, now. work playlist or just no, personal no, no. Playlist? Personal playlist. Poisonal. 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 Um, but you know how like, when you're creating just like a, a Spotify playlist that you're just going to hit shuffle on and you just like, I'll just keep adding tracks to it. Like I've got, uh, I don't believe in shuffle, Steve. Oh, if, you, if you can't be bothered to put the effort in to put things in proper order, then I wouldn't bother. That's the thing, right? And there you go, Chris Cash. That's the first one of the episode. Um, <laughs> like I've forgotten how fucking enjoyable it is to sit and go, Oh no, that one can't go first. Well, that one's going to go after that one. And well, if you're going to put that one, you, you, oh, you've got to move this one into that place. And, yeah, Imagine it's, it's a CD or a cassette and you do it in order. It's fucking... Like, what, genuinely, what, what would be an re- absolute fucking banger after this? Yeah. Like, I, I almost want to put it onto a um, like one of those D60 or D90 tapes nice. and record it like that because, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been really getting into that this week, which has been super nice because I, I haven't done this in so fucking long. <laughs> um, but while I've not been doing that, uh, so... Me and Ben have got like a bit of an exchange going on. He is showing me um, some really good exercises and getting me nice and healthy and and all of this good stuff. And I'm making him watch cartoons. And it's been so much fun (laughs) because 
I, I'm assuming that everyone that listens to this has watched Samurai Jack. And if you Don't haven't assume that. As I say, if you haven't watched it, then just stop everything and go and watch all of it now. Um but Ben had never seen the the final fifth season that came out uh in 2017, I think it is. Um so like 10, 15 years after the uh original four seasons finished. Um so we've sat down and watched that and it was so much fun. And um it was really nice to just to to get an ending to for, for something to finish. Um and and those of you that have listened to uh the podcast before will recognize that beautiful seamless segue into the topic of <laughs> I had an opportunity with the playlist thing. You could have been like, "What? What? What song do we end the playlist on?" <laughs> and threw away throwing his camera around. Um, yeah, I, I could have done, but I wanted to talk about Samurai Jack because it's fucking great. Um, and yeah, seriously, if if you're listening, and you haven't watched Samurai Jack, just go go watch it. It's brilliant. Um, uh, are we on spiffing now? All right, bye. <laughs> Does that count okay, as bye. anime corner? <laughs> no. Oh, that's a question. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, fi- fi- finali- finality, 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 finite figs, um, Finn McCall, uh, Al, <laughs> do you want to take this? Because yeah. I've apparently been drinking. Well, you know, oh, as you're talking about finity. <laughs> 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 However you're fucking pronouncing it. Um, I don't know. The, the, the antithesis of that being infinity um, oh. and the, the, the infinity stones, um, of those of us that kind of followed the the, the recent um, record-breaking, blockbusting Marvel adventure that was the... Um, has been dubbed the Infinity Saga, whether officially or not, I'm not sure, but the whole kind of first three phases of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Um, coming to a close and, and having an end game, and, and whether or not you believe that Kevin Feige was had that plan from day one, um, mm. or was winging it and just kind of rode the most it. <laughs> rode the most successful arcs, pun intended, um, to the end <laughs> of that of that story. Um, and one of the things I really liked is that it it had closure. Um, yeah. There was there was a very deliberate end goal. Um, there was nice wrapping up of, of storylines um, <clears throat> to the point that there wasn't there wasn't even a post credit sequence at the end of Endgame. You know, they just ended the film and the curtains went down, and it was it was it was satisfactory. It was brave. It was um, proud, and there was something about kind of things coming to an end. Um, and it's funny that you talk about Samurai Jack because one of the, one of my fears about watching Samurai Jack is that I don't want to. Because yeah. I don't ever want it to end. Um, I, I love that show as, as a kind of yeah. young teenager, and um, for m- multiple reasons, from the, from the sound design to the foley to the animation style to the storyline to the characters, everything about that show I loved. And then the fact that it came out with a, a final sort of grown-up adult series years later excited and terrified me in equal measures because I I I both wanted it to continue. Yeah, nostalgia kicked in, and I was like, "Oh yes, fucking yes, Samurai Jack, amazing!" <laughs> it's like Twin Peaks coming back for another, and it's like, yeah. But I also just I've never watched it because I don't want it to end. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and there's a fear of that kind of what if it ends in a way I don't want to? What if it's sad? What if it's happy? I don't like happy endings. I don't like sad endings. What, is it, what you know, if, yeah. if if it ends, then um, I can never keep watching it. It's like yeah. it's like the infinitely long table. If you keep measuring it in smaller and smaller in- increments, the table goes on forever. So it, yeah. it, there's 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 part of me really loves closure. Part of me loves hanging up my suit of armor and and watching the sunset on a grateful universe. You know, part of me just gets really warm fuzzies about that and it's like that yeah. that end of the day kicking off your shoes ah moment where all the stress just melts away and it's over and you don't have to worry about it anymore just very quickly as you say as you were saying kicking off your shoes and going ah it just instantly reminded me of uh the offspring album smash exactly when yeah yeah uh, the so opening yeah. the opening sound of that album yeah yeah is is that is that moment so it's it's time to relax um for bra wearers i'm sure it's the same experience when you take off a bra at the end of a a, a busy day at work um it is <laughs> yeah see steve knows um <laughs> and yeah it, it again it's just this this dichotomy of loving closure loving an ending but also being terrified by it um and yeah. i think we talk a lot on on this show about the skills that we want to learn and that our maker journeys are this kind of ongoing thing and it's always evolving and we're always learning new stuff and wanting to try new things. Um, but I just wanted to know if there was an end game or if there was like a mission or something that you're aiming towards as a kind of a, an ending. Yeah. I mean, I, I have an answer for that question, but there is something that I, I've just thought of as you, as you were going through that, that, I really want to ask um, the pair of you. Um, it it might not necessarily be um, make related. It might be idea podcast, but it's it's very much the kind of thing that we would normally talk about. So, the ending of the Sopranos. What are your thoughts on it? Because I thought it's a fucking brilliant way to end. It's a great black. Thank you. Yeah, see, I I like it because it doesn't give you that finality. It, it what the fuck is going on with my webcam? Uh, it doesn't give you uh, a nice bit of closure. Instead, it it forces you to. Yeah, go, but it's it's yeah. the fucking the JJ Abrams mystery box ending, or it's the yeah. Um, Christopher Nolan. Ooh, this still in the dream. <laughs> I don't know. I just have the balls to end it. <laughs> You know yeah, I, mean? I don't want to have yeah. a talk about Inception because I will argue against that not being. It's just lazy. Movie. It's it's not being committed enough yeah. to, mm-hmm. to, to warrant a proper ending. Yeah. All right. That's fair enough. <laughs> there you I, go. I, still, I think I still think on the surprise it's fucking ace. But anyway, right. well, no, it, was, um, it was shot really well, and the music was really good, yeah. and the acting was really good. But for, just from a story point of view, I, I, I it, it could do better. Yeah. Yeah. The um, problem is, I I think, especially in media, I think we're all guilty of this idea that, you know, you guys bring up the, I don't want it to end, or Al, you're specifically talking about Samurai Jack not wanting to watch it because you don't want it to end. Well, the job of these media producers, or heck, if you even want to make it about the making community, some of the ideas around these projects are to be done with it at a certain point and have people be happy with the outcome. And that's really difficult. It's it's why 
movies that are successful, you know, these ones that pose a question and then answer the question at the end or have a really good final act or, or wrap up all the ribbons and bows like uh, you're discussing in the Marvel series. It's difficult to do that and please everybody. So it's you can't please everybody all the time. The old cliche statement. I get thrown off sometimes when it's like, man, they they did so well. But yeah, they can't keep dragging this story on. So they're they're coerced into we got to wrap this up because we're starting to lose people's attention. Or if you wanted to make a cutting board for six months, I may watch something for 10 seconds and then go, why is it taking you six months to make a cutting board? Right. Whatever you do with the cutting board. And yes, I'm using it as a simple example because it is something that can be made out of a rectangle of, of wood. Um, but people take it and, and add more to it or they engineer it and they do these things and then you become intrigued by this idea. But at the core, it's a simple build or a simple story that's being created. Yeah, that's, how that's long do you drag that out and how, how you decide to uh, film it or show it off? It's up to the artist or the creator. But I feel like there's a really, really... Um, I, I don't know if I should say science, but there's this, there's something where you have to know how how long to give something and then when to put it down. And then when it becomes putting it down, you have to be good at doing that. You have to be good at executing it to not please all the people because there will always be stinky Internet people. But someone that can write a really good final act or a really good final scene. That's a fucking talent. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to stick with the... I'm going to come loop back to Al's question in a sec, but if we're going to go with like the maker theme of things, like the, one of the things that I um, I noticed was when I was doing the... I think it was the... Um, the uh, fuck, what's it called? The Axe, the last... The Hudson Bay Axe video that uh, I did for the Forge channel. When I was editing that, I posted in one of the groups and asked... Um, so opinions and one of the opinions that was given quite often was um essentially the video should start with a shot of the finished product I'm like why what no that's that's a terrible idea like you've got the you've got the finished product in the um in the thumbnail perhaps like and you don't even necessarily need to do that but you know you you have that but like the whole point of that that final act of those um like the the showreel the money shot sort of thing that's that's when you show off the product you don't do it right at the beginning like that's that's like reading the last page of the book but some people do but but why like especially with um something like an axe it's like uh, okay well okay that's that's the axe well i'm i'm done now i don't need to see how you've made it because it's you they're all made the same way like it it, it's just it's bizarre to me like it's why would you skip straight to the end and not just enjoy the journey Skip. So I was so skip to the end. I was I was rewatching one of um, Jake Thompson's uh, videos. Yeah, the other night, and and for a Turner, I mean, we've kind of not not shat on Turner's book. We've kind <laughs> of we've kind of questioned the the um, the viewer enjoyment of of turning and its limitations. Yeah. Like um, you look at some of Heath's projects, and it's just stunning and beautiful. And 
that that end product when the final grit and the final polish goes on yeah. and you see this crystal clear resin and and it comes to life and you're like oh that's that's why i've waited the whole length of this video to see it. and and yeah. i think that's why they were so successful on facebook millions yeah. and millions of views because it was this process from yeah. like a lump of gnarled burl to a beautiful dragon egg or whatever yeah um so so to your point, Steve, not showing that at the start is kind of the whole point. It's what yeah. it's what's keeping you gripped because I want to get to the end. And especially with something um reductive like turning. Yeah. Where you're starting with a, an ugly block and you're ending with a beautiful circular polished object. Yeah. It's really worth doing it chronologically. It's like <clears throat> what's it called? Like suspension of satisfaction or something like that. There you go. Um but what 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 really stood out for me in this 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 video of jake's i don't know if you've seen it but he's making a like a resin hand um that's holding uh like a, a, a an nfl football oh yes yes yeah, yeah um and then that was but the football was also turned and it, and it had like inlaid a towel it was it was so there was so many layers to it it was, it was mad um but the, the 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 premise of the video was like different techniques so mm. he was he was making a mold. He was doing silicon molds. He was doing plaster molds. He, mold, he did a mold of his own hand and then finished that and then redid that mold in silicon and then poured the resin, you know. So each step was like an almost a, an entirely new project. And what what he didn't do was show the thing at the start. So so I was yeah. I was hooked because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. He kept doing these different things. And then he and then he got a burl and put it in the vacuum pot. And then he got a towel and cast the towel in resin. And then he yeah. put his hand in silica. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is you know, <laughs> it was like just a madman, like as if like yeah. a, a mentalist was making a maker video. But then as you as each step he was doing it, and then he sat he screwed that onto that and then started turning that. I was like, oh, that's that's for that. And then he was putting the hand inside another hand. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he's making another mold of it. I was like, what? And it's like, yeah. oh, right, because he couldn't use his hand to make the, the resin yeah. mold because it would move. Right, I get you. So each of them was like a penny dropping. Yeah. And it just added more suspense. to the. If he'd have just shown it at the start, it would have been boring and pointless because, like, oh, well, that's how he made the hand. That's yeah, how he yeah. made the stand. And that's how he made the ball. Yeah. But because, because he showed it in the way he did and you there was no voiceover, there was no explanation, it was captivating, riveting. Yeah, like, I've never been so captivated by one of his videos before. Um, normally, it's just the, the the subject matter that's interesting with Jake's. Like the, he's turning something funny, or he's put something in resin that's funny, or yeah. hasn't been seen before. So that's why it's interesting. This it was the process, and I think we've talked about this many a time. Is that the process is mo more often than not the interesting thing? Yeah. So Steve, with 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 the Forge videos, it's like the the, the chapters of those stories are like need process purpose yeah and everything and all the steps in between and and that's why it's a captivating thing and that's why you can watch a video that's 30 minutes an hour long <laughs> and it not feel like that because yeah. you're, you're not just you're not waiting for the payoff yeah you want it to come but 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 it's not just like just show me the restored vice i want to see it with the rust and without the rust yeah you know, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's not it's not a binary state yeah it, it's, yeah no. it's, it's a process and I think that's that's a really nice um, way of explaining it because, like you say, it, it without the other chapters, without the other stages of of a, a build or a project or a restoration or story or whatever, like that that final thing is is just an object. It's just a thing. It's not. There's no. Um, 
there's no real satisfa satisfaction to it. it 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 requires by its very nature it requires the other stages to enhance it and to enable it it's um i'm trying to think of a another analogy and i'm struggling but it, it i mean it the for fuck's sakes the own my brain's not working very well today and the only analogy i can come up with is it's like uh showing a a bunch of really nice spirits and instead of making a cocktail you just show having a piss like it's you need to show the whole <laughs> that's that was a really bad one but that was all i could think of um because what i can think about is cocktails at the moment apparently but um but no, I, I really like that kind of um that that point about the fact that it uh the the previous stages enhance the um the like the very final one yeah mm -hmm. well i i don't mean to just harp on a bunch of uh movies as examples but um i think the the difficult part about telling a story or when we want to i know this whole thing started about finite talent finitatilism or whatever the <laughs> word was that steve said um but i'm trying to think about this in terms of the the stories that we are shown through either these movies or tv shows because at the end of the day life is a single shot story no reshoots you know we'll get to the end eventually but if we are shown the end or or towards the end of a movie which is typical we've seen done before uh memento is probably the best example of just how this thing kind of reverses in on itself and then builds the story based on what you're seeing knowing a little bit about the end and it's confusing as shit but i think does a really good job of of building the tension and trying to get you to understand why the end of it is so important i mean recently we watched 12 monkeys <laughs> I don't know if anybody's watched that movie in a while, but Jesus, yeah. like follow a Terry Gilliam movie yeah. in general is difficult, <laughs> but um, it's that one. It, it's so kooky because it's, it's like, you kind of know the end of it, but, but not really. And then it builds all this tension the entire time and it's whacked out and dystopian. But if we were shown because of uh, Bendy Dick Cumbersnatch, if if he showed us the end of it because he had the time stone and he showed us that Thanos was going to get bested by this giant war or whatever, none of it would matter. No. Yeah. They could do, they could do that and it could be like a hint flash going through his head of him rolling through his 10,000, you know, whatever's 10,000 outcomes and it could just be, you know, vignette and all the, all the flashes of imagery and we'd be like, "Oh, I guess that's going to happen." Yeah, that six movies effectively wouldn't matter, or it'd be a bunch of people on the internet going, "All right, now if we freeze frame it at second uh, three, <laughs> we can see Howard the Duck is going to be carrying a gun, which means he'll be with Captain Marvel, and it would ruin everything." Right? <laughs> We're not shown the end because we need the tension or the story to be built for us. We, we know, or we have an idea of what the payoff's going to be if we're right yeah. and they win against Thanos. Great. It may not even be the best example to look at those movies because they were technically in print, you know, or a lot of the story was in print, even with some of the changes that they made. When I bring this back to real life, it's, 
it, none of us are shown at age four or five, like, here's what the last year of your life's going to be. <laughs> you know, here's <laughs> yeah. what you're going for. Or no one tells you at age, you know, 10. Right. Uh, so I've got this sheet of paper here that says by the time you're 70, you're going to be a carpenter living in such and such place. So just make sure you get to that however yeah. you want. Well, that, that, it's that, there's that whole question about like, if you know how you're going to die, how is that going to affect how you live your life? Like, well, right. And I, I heard it on the nerd or ID 10 T sorry, they've renamed it. But uh, Chris Hardwick was talking to Matthew McConaughey, which I was just delightfully intrigued by how that interview was going to go. Um, but I guess McConaughey wrote a book and one of the things that they presented as a topic was if immortality was a thing or something that people could pay for or it became an option that, that you could live forever, value would completely disappear. Because yeah. the idea that you spend your entire life either trying to make more money or gain more stuff or whatever, the that value would get so skewed and everything yeah. would change. And, and maybe it would be in a positive way for people going, okay, I live forever. Now I'm going to learn every language on the planet. Cool. Because there's no value yeah. to uh, how many sports cars you own when you live forever. <laughs> yeah. So uh, knowing, knowing the end, knowing that we have something to shoot for shifts so often. And Al, you talked about this a few episodes back where it was, we were t talking about chasing the train cars or you brought up the example of like chasing this train car as it's going through the tunnel, like what's the end of the light at the end of the tunnel? Because it changes so often and because we all have to, um, you know, we have to reorient ourselves based on the example that's going on right now. Everyone had plans for 2020. I'm sure those changed for a lot of people. I I have a problem pushing too far out. I can't think more than, let's say, a month to be really honest with myself i rarely know where i'm gonna be in a month so it's hard for me to set goals or put kind of like a final what's the end game of all of this i want to eventually work and and be able to produce things that i make and have very little responsibility outside of me owning my own work and my own brand and for lack of any other wording or terminology i want to be able to do whatever i want every day but i'm not it's it's not that i want to stop working i just want to be able to work on what i want so if you, if they're like you have a chandelier a fireplace a stair railing and two hammers i want to be able to wake up and go right what am i working on today whatever i want <laughs> I, I have a list i have priorities but responsibilities are 100 percent on me i want to be able to control things as best I can. And I want to be able to kind of take care of me and mine. Yeah. Aside from that, there's not, I have zero goals about making tons and tons of money. I don't give a shit. I've existed on low income for a while now. And as long as I can get by, I know what's really important. Do I want to be able to make a very specific product at some point in my life? Like make serenity? Well, that would be brilliant, but I don't know if it's hundred percent realistic. So, I mean, that kind of loops uh, back into Al's um, original question about like where, what the kind of the end goal is, um, which I think is a really good question. And it, it can apply to whether it's your, your end goal in life, like what, you know, what's your life dream or, or you can apply it to a more specific thing. Like for us, I think it's a really, really interesting question to 
ask about um, uh, making specifically, because obviously with with Al, you know, uh, what when we first started this whole uh, thing, and Al had just built the Hack Shack, like his his end goal with with making was whatever it was back then but i'm pretty sure it's changed now and like and it's only a few episodes ago we were talking about the fact that um you know you're you're considering a uh a, a, a business where you get to make stuff for a living like and and that being a bit more of a thing um so i think it, it's quite interesting to see how it's it's all changed because for for me when when we first started um or like, yeah when we first started the the podcast like the the end goal of of blacksmithing was essentially just to be able to make stuff to um to almost use it like therapy um i i had a vague notion that i wanted to do it for a living but that wasn't the the final plan as such it was just more of a kind of like oh maybe maybe i could do that um whereas i think now the the goal has changed again like i i went i got to the point where i'm I'm doing this for a living it's what i do it's um it's, it's how i pay my bills um and i want to continue doing that but more than that i want to be able to share this more you know like we we spent the last year not doing any teaching and in a way that's been great because the the classes and courses that we run can be pretty intense they can be pretty stressful and they they can be not fun at times. Um, the majority of them are brilliant, but occasionally it can just get a bit much. Um, and I think having had this this last year of experience and and being a bit further down the line now, like I definitely want to do more with the video stuff. Like I I said um, a couple of years ago that one thing I would love to do with um, either the Moonshine channel or the Forge channel would be to basically produce the videos that we're producing for the forge but featuring other smiths so you know traveling around like go and stay with chris cash for a few days and film a project and make a video from that go see you know go see Feder and film him making a knife go go see any one of a hundred different blacksmiths and and just make stuff or film them making stuff and film that process and get those those stories because for me like being able to share the stories is what i really really enjoy um and when i first started the moonshine thing it was not necessarily about being in front of the camera but that was like in my head like that was where the youtube thing was like oh you have to be in front of the camera and now i realize how much happier i am behind the camera um and being able to share other people's stories and so my kind of my end goal now is to be in a position where that's a an achievable thing um and not even necessarily as a a main kind of uh job as a main career like but just that to be something that's an option um but also be in a position where i'm able to do more teaching um i loved going to like uh the maker central and like a lot of the festivals and there being really young kids that wanted to to learn more and get involved and like what Soph does with the the mini makers stuff um like i i'd love to be in a position where i can go to schools and just like with a bit of plasticine and some fake anvils um show some like basic forging stuff just to get kids like 
get get the the creative juices flowing sort of thing like show them what what it is we do and how we do it um because that's a it's a really fun interesting thing um but at the same time also be able to do that with with adults like one of the most satisfying things about teaching is when you get someone that's you know they've worked in an office their entire life and in their mind they're they're not a practical person because you know they they can't fix their car or whatever um and helping them to understand that you, know, you you don't need to be an expert mechanic or an expert woodworker or an expert blacksmith to be able to create something and enjoy the process and to be able to improve on that process. Um, so yeah, getting to getting to do more teaching is definitely kind of like an end goal for me. Like to be in a position where I can I can spend my my weekdays filming other people and creating videos of that, um, mm-hmm. and my weekends sharing both the videos and the knowledge that I've gained like that is is definitely an end goal for me just being able to to share more of it yeah that's I mean from from Brett's kind of not having an end goal and and going sort of month by month part of me absolutely kind of has a similar take on the world and uh, you know we've talked about this before and anyone asked me what my five-year plan is I've no idea what they're talking about Um, Mm and to Steve's where you've you've got like a clear things which would mean a lot to you yeah um, and that doesn't necessarily have to be the end but but it is no, a no. It, they are goals and it is it is a vision which i think is great um i'm, I'm again I'm, I'm somewhere in between like for me each project for me is like a an ending yeah like if, if you make a knife steve chances are you're going to make another knife yeah and you're going to learn from that knife and you're going to do a different knife or a better knife same with axes you know you're going to build yeah. on that and then develop and maybe try something different for me, it's like I'm never going to make another five meter long outdoor oak dining table. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was the first and last time I was going to do that. So that was yeah. that was me ending that 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 chapter. I'm never yeah. going to make another full metal alt suit. You know, it was it was about trying something new, learning, being able to complete it, and then starting afresh with something else. So it, it's it's everything for me is kind of an ending, but that in itself means that there's never an end yeah so it's, so it's like it's 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 an ongoing it's an ongoing ending for me yeah um and i can't i can't really have those those goals with that attitude so i can't go what would be great for me is to set up a a school or whatever like that hmm. because i think it, it's 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 this this kind of problem with open-mindedness is that that then the next thing is just as appealing and just as interesting yeah. and just as exciting it's like well yeah. i can't do that justice because because i'm already committed to the last thing <laughs> um and it makes me sound incredibly flippant and, and immature and naive <laughs> um but it, it it's really just about constantly wanting the next thing so yeah. so it, it can never end yeah, it's kind of a bit greedy. It's kind of a bit like Brett's kind of want to always be doing something new and always wanting to be learning and growing. Um, so, so that in itself for me could could never end. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's funny. I was talking to um, Jamie Reader earlier in the week about something very similar, and me and him are quite um, quite similar. And we both we like to latch onto a, a subject, a topic of, of whatever, and just go balls to the wall all out with it and you know really um get into the the meat of it um and that that can be a case of you know maybe it's like say axe making like i 
I want to make more X's. I want to do more of this. I want to do more of that and get really into it until I've reached a point where like, right. Okay. I'm, I'm happy that I'm not, not necessarily good, but like, I, I know what I'm doing with that. I'm, I'm, you know, I've made something I'm, I'm happy with, I'm proud of or whatever, like, right. Okay. I can, I can step away and I can go on to the next thing and that might be yeah. this or that or whatever. Um, I think with, um, I, I know I used axe making as an example and I've realized now that it was a really bad thing to use as an example <laughs> because <laughs> I was going to say like with, with blacksmithing in general, that's, there are so many facets to it and it's such a, an interesting thing that I, I really enjoy those incremental improvements. So there is no end to, to my, um, my desire to learn more with the craft because there's so much to learn. Like I, I am never going to make the perfect ax. I'm never going to make the perfect knife. I'm never going to make the perfect nail. Like it's all, there's always going to be little things. I'm like, ah, I could do that better. I could do this like that. I could, I could do it in one less heat if I just did this or whatever. Um, and so yeah, those, those incremental improvements are endless. There's, there's, there's an infinite, um, infiniteness to, to that as well. Um, whereas with, other things in in my life other interests it's kind of been like right okay i'm really into that and now i'm bored and i'm i'm on <laughs> um so yeah i think maybe that's why i've kind of stuck with the blacksmithing thing because it's it, it it's kept my interest because i can see those um i can see the potential for those improvements to to be constantly there that's pr mostly that's because i'm pretty shit at it and I, it takes me a long time to get better but uh but yeah no but that that that, that idea of the example of like a product mm. and, and slowly incrementally getting that better and better. Um, the challenge with that is it's like, where do you stop? Like, are you trying to yeah. make, you know, once it's as pretty as you like, are you trying to then make it quicker? Are you trying to make it sharper than it was last time? Are you trying to make it cheaper than you did last time? You know what? The, if you start to commoditize those things, yeah, there's a danger that then that becomes the, the, the important thing and not the original thing that, that really, mm you were passionate about, which was yeah. the creation of it. Yeah. And, and you kind of saw it with like, with Jacko, for example, like it was, it was making a, the knife to begin with. And it was this wonderful thing. And you could see his mad scientist brain. Yeah. And then by the end of that project, he was getting into the, like the minutiae and like the, the finish of the, 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 the screws from China. Yeah. And it being this huge, like emotional block blockage for him. And it's like, that's not the journey we were coming on, Jacko. We were coming on yeah. this amazing, creative, wonderful journey with this magical knife that you're creating and, and becoming obsessed with the details. It's like, that that will never stop. Yeah. Because then you'll want um, 2,000 grit instead of 1,000 grit. And you'll, you know, and, and you'll you'll want it within a tenth of a thousand, not just a thousand. Yeah. And it's like, where you, you, that will never, ever end. And the more obsessed you get with minutiae, it's it, it literally it's 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 the the, the fable of the never-ending table yeah, the yeah, small, yeah the smaller the measurements the the, the longer the table is so <laughs> so i i like i like big fundamental ideas and doesn't matter how rough they are and it doesn't matter how quick or dirty or bodged they are because that's the bit that interests me yeah if you just keep doing something that you just get to the lowest common denominator it's like yeah. how cheap how cheapsy chicken you know, we yeah. can <laughs> make a chicken in 26 days. It's like, well, yeah. you know, so you're paying for the grain and the water and it's, you know, it's like, what's the end of that? I'd much rather have 
a, a two-year-old chicken that's t- delicious and tasty and all gnarly and full of sinew, <laughs> put it in, put it in, boil it for an hour and it's delicious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> that, and, and that that that's more romantic for me and more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a it's a really interesting one because I I I love that uh, that kind of idea of like like you say that right. I've I've done the thing and now let's move on to the next one. But and I I've done that with with many other things but i think with with this it's and a lot of it is probably the influence coming in from al uh boss al like you know making batch production of stuff it's it's changed the the way that i look at stuff yeah. um and yeah i i do want to make that i don't know if you guys can hear murphy drinking his water it, in the it's, loudest it's, possible it's, it's satisfying it's like one of those like um japanese deer scarers yeah right? <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like I, I want I still want to make the perfect skewer. Like I've made a fucking several thousand of these skewers, but not one of them has ever been perfect. Um yeah, you know, the axes, like every time I make an axe, I see something else that I want to change, that I want to tweak, that I want to do this for. Um, like I did the I, I put up a post um in my stories the other day of the uh the carving set that I'm making for dad for Christmas a month ago. Um and uh you know, even with that, like I, I made the fork, but now going back and look at it, I'm looking at it going, oh fuck, I did that wrong. I did this wrong. I need to tweak this. I want to change that. Um, and it's, I don't know if it is getting into the minutiae. I think it's just about, um, that, that self satisfaction of I've done the best job that I can on this thing. And I think that's what it is for me is I, I, I want to improve uh, myself and my own abilities more than I want to improve the product. It's about knowing that I can do that rather than having the perfect object. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of it. I, <laughs> so no, I, I, mean, I just think I, I, yeah. I, I can forego the perfection. Yeah, I think, and it, you know, we always talk about this, but it's because I've learned. So mm. next time I might not make another skewer, but I'll, I'll definitely make. Um, some tongs with the knowledge from that skewer. Yeah. So it's like the the spirit of it lives on. So even yeah. though it's not, even though that 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 chapter ended, it's still the same characters. Mm. It, so so I, when things end for me, it's not that they disappear. It's just that they evolve. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I the I suppose the way that I can kind of analogize that <laughs> is like. <laughs> You're you're going through life doing exactly what I do when I'm playing any kind of computer game, yeah. which is I want to rush through it. I want to listen to the story. I want to get to the end and be done. And right, okay, I've done that. I've played it through once. Now I want to go on to the next game. Uh, whereas I'm going through and I'm like, right, I need to collect every single one of those annoying <laughs> Riddler logo things and I need to do this and I need to get full 100% completion, um, which... I say with with everything else in life, I am very much the rush through it, and I've done it once. I don't give a fuck now. Um, but with with the the blacksmithing side of things, like it's just I don't know. And I, I think it, again, I th- I I one hundred percent think a lot of this is coming from working with Al and seeing that um, that sense of of satisfaction in knowing that actually that's the best that it can be. But also mm-hmm. in like looking at someone that I would consider to be a master of their craft. Um, not necessarily Al, but like, you know, when, when we've worked with Frederick or when I've seen other people's work and things like that, 
like an absolute master and seeing them pick it up and going, yeah, but this is wrong and that's wrong. <laughs> is wrong. And, but that's what I mean. It's all it's all relative. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. closure for you, closure for us could be the 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 first step for someone else. Yeah. Um, and I th- I think it's really nice, and I think like being able to um to be satisfied with either one of those is a is a good thing. Um, whether that's you know a case of you know, you just always go through and do that or whether you, you know, you spend time and you, you create the perfect pork pie recipe. Um, cause fuck, I want to have one of your pork. Oh yeah. I also made pork pies. Amazing. I did yeah. actually make something. <laughs> I made pork pie, which sounds trivial. Yeah. Like it was just pie, pork in it. Like no, it's pork not. pie is a very specific thing made with this very specific type of dough that is used with hot fat and hot water, which is normally the yeah. complete opposite of, your intuition for making pastry um and hand raised so it's not in a mold or anything you do it yeah it's all really traditional and very victorian um and yeah a homemade pork pie is a very special thing if you've not made yeah. one before sorry well, i've and, been watching i've been yeah. re-watching game of thrones there so you go if you, if i've been hearing pork pie all the time like, and then damn. because i used pork shoulder it also meant i had some pork rind which i could then take off and deep fry and make my own yes. Uh, scratchings, which was also oh, so pork pie scratchings and your own cider. And my own cider. It was it was heaven. If if only yeah. I had somehow created my own mustard or something to go with it, it would have yeah. been fantastic. Do you know what that that would have been spiffing? Uh, Brett, have you got someone? Of course, fucking not. Al, have you got an order? Yeah, it's Baz. <laughs> Which means, Brett, you're first. So, none of us ever learn. Oh, golly. Well, I feel like because we've, we've chatted about it a little bit, I think uh, the creative project that Phil is doing over at Darkstar. Noise. deserves a lot of, of attention just because of not only the quality that he's put into the recordings and the or into the the final piece as it were i think the group that he got together is <laughs> hilarious and just reminds me of like how this whole fools with tools thing grew into something bigger than i would have ever expected and hearing all the characters and knowing that we got our second episode, which is we're speaking about final or end game things. Like we get to hear the voice of somebody we're not going to get to hear anymore after that. So it's, it's important to have something like that in, in a creative memory, right? Like I have a creative project that I can attach a memory to makes me really happy. I like that Phil's doing it. It's a ton of work. <laughs> the the group of people that he's got, and I know it's just going to keep expanding. It's going to be fun. I hope it never fucking ends and just keeps going on, and we can just keep writing silly stories about it. And Phil's doing a great job. So this one is Phil, Dark Star. Nice. Um, nice. Please go and listen to the audio adventure that he is creating, and let's look forward to more in the future. Yeah, good shout. Um, and to be fair, Phil is, in general, Phil is pretty fucking lovely. Um, says you. Uh, yes. Yeah, says yeah, it's, all, it's all relative, Steve. <laughs> uh, but he's lovely compared to you 
pricks. Um, Al, you are next. <laughs> uh, yeah, Al, you're next. Who yes. are you um, Talking of lovely, uh, this is a illustrator, um, and I have no idea how I came across it. It, it. I think it was just an Instagram like recommendation thing. So if if on my Instagram thing you go onto the search or whatever it is or the feed, I don't know what they call it. Yeah. Most of mine is just like different otters and the occasional <laughs> like um like <laughs> cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's great. It's it's therapeutic to go through it when you just need some otter time. Um but then this illustrator popped up and like some of the subject matter was great. Like, oh, this is an illustration of like Leon, aka the professional. Mm-hmm. Um and this is an illustration of this this character from popular culture, or this is an illustration of blah, blah, this animal. And I was captivated by it, and, and I kind of went on. And it's it's like digital illustration, like an iPad. Um, not I said that very flippantly as if that's not impressive, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're 10 a penny, basically, is my point. So a lot of, yeah. a lot of illustration I find um, in this, on this platform is a much of a muchness and it's all kind of your limitations by the the media i guess um yeah but this guy's style is just something i've never seen before it's like expressionist abstract but there's like something about it that's really realistic and i think it's the lighting um i'll send you guys the link now um so this yeah. isn't like a, an audio tease um i'll send it in the link here but his name is albinez ramirez no i'll be albinez rodriguez um not all Ramirez's or Rodriguez's. Um, <laughs> and it's all very kind of like um, caricature. You know, someone's got a big ah, nose and they stretch out the nose. Awesome. But the, the lighting on it makes it amazing and real. Yeah. Um, so it's, re- you know, brush strokes are all kind of really ab- abstract and expressive. Um, but he's, cool. he's capturing like almost like real dynamic range with, with, with the, the, yeah. the paint. I can't really explain it. You have to check it out. Albeniz underscore Rodriguez. Obviously, we'll it, put the links in the shows. It look yeah, as I say, it looks like someone's. It's it's fucking. It looks it, like a filter brilliant. on a photograph. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that filter is an artistic style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you imagined a really, really good Instagram filter that actually turned you into a style, because it's capturing, as I say, all the all the dynamic range that a photograph would. Oh, the lighting. The, the one of. Uh, Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing. Yes. That's fucking brilliant. And and just like the shadows in Leon. And, yeah. And he's starting to play as well in some of his images with focus. Yeah. So having depth of field in an illustration is really difficult. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the first time I watched Lion King and I was like, how is the focus pull in a cartoon? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like things in and out of focus and it just blew my mind. Yeah. I've never, never seen that before in animation. Um so- I just saw this. I'm starting to recognize these and going, "Oh right. crap! I saw that." Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the fear yeah. and loathing one because he's got transparencies with the glasses yeah. and um, foreshortening and stuff with the with the cigarette. But you've mm-hmm. you've got to you've yeah. got to basically see it to understand what I'm talking about. Um, That's fucking captivating. Awesome. But actually, seeing some of his um, ones, the videos are actually the process of him doing it. So you'll just see him building up, oh, cool. building up the layers, and and obviously mm-hmm. just yeah. that that kind of that really nice process of watching an illustrator 
make a mistake, go back, erase it, start again, redraw yeah. the eye, you know, and you, and you get some, um, some just some really beautiful outcomes. There's one which I'm assuming is a um, a Kardashian or something in with in a, a face like a mud face mask. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it everything about the image is wrong because it's all abstract, but it yeah. looks real. And yeah, it, it's just messing with my head. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking brilliant shout. That's one of my favorite spiffies I think we've ever had. But there you go. That's, Check it out. Fucking awesome. Yeah, good shout, man. Um, fuck, who was I? Got? Oh, shit, it's me. Um, <laughs> completely distracted with uh, that. Um, so I am going to uh, click on this tab. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to someone I've been following on YouTube for a while, uh, David F. Sandberg, or Pony Smasher, on <laughs> the YouTubes. Uh, he is a director, mostly a horror director, um, but he he makes some really interesting content. Um, so he puts up like little shorts, uh, like horror, horror shorts that are normally around three minutes long. He did one that's uh, 14 seconds long. That was, <laughs> it was like, yeah, six years ago. Um, it's a really good uh, little one. But um, I actually linked, um, excuse me. I actually linked uh, his latest video, Can You Be an Introvert Director, in um, uh, the Fools with Tools Facebook group um, because it's got some really, really interesting points on it. Like he does quite a few, I say quite a few, he does the occasional like just talking ahead um, uh, video where he's just talking directly to the camera. Um, and he has some really, really interesting points. He's got a, um, a really good perspective on things. And because he works within the media industry as well, which is traditionally a very or thought of as being an ex a very extroverted um, industry and the kind of industry where you have to be an extrovert to uh, to be able to succeed. Um, so it's really interesting hearing um, an introvert's point of view. And he talks about the fact that he, he was also, when he was younger, he was diagnosed with, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it was, but it, it was a form of autism. Um, and he talks a little bit about that and the the kind of um things he uses to cope with um with that uh introverse in being introvert in an extrovert's world um was really interesting i think it's it's the sort of stuff that can be applied to not just um that industry but the making world at large and just life in general um yeah he's a very very interesting guy uh he he does also have a a video that's uh where he's just stood in front of the camera for four hours giving you the bird um which is brilliant uh <laughs> but yeah really uh cool interesting guy especially if you're into um cinematography or anything like that as well um there's some there's some cool stuff on there um so yeah that's pony smasher i i would say go give him a follow um if that sounds like your thing, but if it doesn't sound like your thing, just go check out the "Can You Be an Introvert Director?" because I think it's a it's a worthwhile video. It's eight minutes and forty nine seconds of your time that you will never get back, but you've listened to this for a fucking hour, so you obviously have to. <laughs> you've got time on your hands. Yeah, I think exactly. just testament to going from like sort of low budget indie horror films to to DC going, do you want to direct one of our movies? Yeah. And it being one of the the few non-shit DC movies of recent years. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think, you know, out of his kind of, not necessarily comfort zone, because he's obviously a very competent director, but yeah, it's amazing seeing him 
absolutely smash that world. Yeah, and then go back to what he loves doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, like, if you uh, watch his videos, like, so much of his stuff is just like homemade dollies, and uh, like his lighting setup is like a a lamp that he with a, a a round lampshade that he got from IKEA, sort of thing. Like, it's <laughs> it's really cool. Um, yeah, very very interesting guy. Uh, so, yeah, I would say go go check that out. It is good shit. Um, any other business? No. Oh, God, again, there's another one. Ah, oh, you fucking Every you. fucking week. You see, yeah. I, I went to the effort of writing down my spiffy, writing down what I've been up to, being prepared, writing down a topic. Down. Yeah. Didn't write down the fucking extra business. Fucking Good. Idiot. Just, this is what... Why do we even have this section? Because otherwise, I'll be halfway through doing the, the whole... Ah, and you can find us. We're more entertaining than this nonsense. Yeah, but you should fucking interrupt me, and then I'm thrown. I'm like, oh, fucking okay. Well, let's go back. Um, but uh, so now, what I what I do is I'll I'll do the bit about where you can find us, and I'm sure you'll um you'll remember when I'm partway through and interrupt me anyway because you're a prick. <laughs> um, because you're a prick. <laughs> so if you want to find us, you can Final find us on social media places. We only said it four times, so I thought. <laughs> uh, also, I love the fact that you're wearing that T-shirt. Um, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade Thirteen, and you can find Al led on his floor. Al's bad back shack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to find us as a group, you can put Fools with Tools into Google, and it will give you results. Uh, if you want to check out the Instagram account, I will actually upload all of the thumbnails tonight as soon as we get off of this. And I've recorded the thing for Phil because I've forgotten to do it again. Um, uh, there was, a, was that a yawn or was that just you moving your jaw around? It was my jaw cracking. Okay. Um, yeah. Jaw cracking. Jaw, jaw cracking. Jaw cracking. You got one <laughs> <laughs> Uh I I definitely need to get some sleep. Um, we love you all. We will see you soon on the next one. Until then, play safe. Bye. Bye. I think that was almost as good as the time that Brett spiffed David Sandberg.